Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Are you tired and overworked? Do you wish that Calvin would take you away? Well, sit back, put your feet up, as Kelly Claypool and Gina Paris plan to inspire you in this refreshing episode of Diva Talk Radio. Now here's your host, Kelly and Gina. Hello, 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 divas, and welcome to today's episode of Diva Talk Radio. I am so delighted that you are here to join me. Uh, Today's show is going to be wonderful because we have a guest returning, um, Patricia Harmon. She will be with us shortly, and uh, I cannot wait to follow up with her and uh and see what she's been up to. I know she has a new book out, and I know that it's going to uh, absolutely uh, encourage you and bless you. Before we get started the show and uh, waiting for Patricia to to call in, uh, I would like for you to head over to Facebook and Twitter and encourage all of your friends and followers to... To join us in today's show, they can go to divatalkradio.com forward slash live. That wonderful. Uh, on um, my uh, Facebook pages, uh, we had a question. Well, let me back up. Let me let me set this set this up for you. Last um, month, I traveled to um, to Atlanta. Um, it was because my mom passed away, but nonetheless, it was um, actually a a eye-opening experience for me. It was the first time that I was traveling alone, and um, and I just really learned things about myself that uh, that I I guess I just never either thought of before or. Um, I just never really took into consideration, but um, but nonetheless, I uh, I traveled uh, the the six hours by myself and um, and had a really great time. I shared a little bit about it uh, during last week's show, but uh, but one of the things that that um, that I I did is I tweeted my entire uh, my entire trip. And I used the hashtag road trip, and I shared this with uh, on uh, with with my my audience and and my fans or friends, whatever you want to call them, uh, on my Facebook fan page uh, at Business and Learning. So if you go to facebook.com forward slash business and learning, uh, I shared this business tip with them. If you're wanting to work with brands or wanting to attract more brands, be sure to tag them in your posts or in your tweets. And um, and what I mean by tagging them is either directly by using the at sign or 
directly by using the hashtag sign. And um, and I shared this with uh, with uh, the business and learning. Uh, friends, and uh, I gave an example that I was at Pizza Hut for dinner, and um, I uh, took a picture of the pizza and put it on Instagram, which then put it on Facebook, which also then populated it over onto Twitter, and I uh, use the hashtag Pizza Hut and savor the flavor because that's one of their promotional slogans. And so um, while I did that, uh, Pizza Hut then retweeted my my tweet and then also tweeted me, yum, right? So because of that, a local restaurant reached out to me and um, uh, invited me to the restaurant to come in and uh, and take a tour of the of the kitchen have anything on their menu and so forth so so um, a really great guy by the name of Russell uh, commented on this Facebook post, and he said, good advice. Do you have any information on the impl- implications of using the at sign or the hashtag? Which one is best? So I so I shared with Russell that um, my feelings um, as a general rule and what I do as a general rule of using the at sign and the hashtag. So, um, so I just want to share that with you while um, – uh, while we're waiting for our guest to show, uh, so uh, as a as a general rule, I use the at sign when I want to contact the person or the brand directly, and then the hashtag when I'm making a general statement or indirectly want to. Uh, have the brand notice, uh, take notice of what I'm doing. Um, both will get the attention of the brand uh, so long as they are following the hashtags. So I'll give you an example. Um, for a direct contact, uh, I I was frustrated with uh, the customer service over at Lead Pages. Um, uh, recently, so I went on Twitter and I used the at sign uh, so that way I could contact them immediately. I wanted their immediate attention um, and it worked. Uh, lead pages contacted me uh, right back, and the problem was resolved within an hour. Uh, yay, lead pages! That is wonderful customer service, by the way. So um, you can go on my Twitter feed at Kelly Claypool over at Twitter and check all of that out. So an example of an indirect contact is, uh, like I said earlier, I was on a recent road trip, and I used the hashtag road trip throughout my entire uh, for my entire time that I was on the road trip um, and all my tweets I used the hashtag so every place I stopped I tweeted and used hashtag road trip uh, so for an example um, I stopped over at Bojangles uh, fried chicken restaurant and I, I tweeted stopping at 
hashtag Bojangles for some hashtag fried chicken while on my hashtag road trip to hashtag Atlanta. So a lot of people are going to say, oh, my gosh, she used way too many hashtags. But that was the idea. I indirectly wanted to have folks take notice. So what did I do? People that are following hashtag Atlanta will be indirectly um, aware of my road trip. Uh, Bojangles, fried chicken, any of those folks that are following those hashtags. Well, because of my indirect tweets for using the road trip or using the hashtag road trip, um, company reached out to me for a sponsorship for my next road trip. So how cool is that? So go on over to facebook.com forward slash business and learning and check out that thread because it has some really good insight on um, using hashtags and the at sign to get brands and notable people to notice you. So uh, so that's just a little tidbit and, um, and business tip for you. Um, I am excited to share with you our guest today. We had a little bit of technical difficulties with, um, with getting her uh, in the studio, but, uh, but now I believe that she's with us, and, uh, and I'm so excited to have her. Patsy, are you with us? I'm here. I'm listening to all Yay. your hashtags and all your suggestions. Sounds yeah. good. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. You know, don't you just love technology? Sometimes you just have to roll with the punches, right? <laughs> well, that is true. That is very yeah. true. But uh, can you believe that it has actually been four years almost to the day since you've been on Diva Talk Radio? No, it doesn't seem like that long at all, does it? No, I know. It was actually um, September 7th, four years ago, that, that you oh were gosh. on. I know. Isn't that crazy? That is. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm delighted to have you back. You're an old friend of, of Diva Talk Radio and of myself, and I just love following your journey of um, with your new book and uh, and everything that you've been doing. So... Uh, what I would love for you to do is um, share with our audience just a little bit of a background um, of, of you, about you, um, and uh, so that way we can bring them up to speed. Well, that sounds fun. I've had a colorful life. I'm, yes, you way, have. I, mean, I love your life. <laughs> <laughs> if, you know, in some some ways, I mean, I, I'm I'm now approaching, you know, my 70s. Um, I look very straight and kind of like if you wanted to have a nice GYN provider, a nice lady who would, would uh, you know, do your yearly exam and that kind of thing. So my patients are often astounded to know that I also write books and that years and years ago I lived on communes and I learned to deliver babies before I went to nursing school and before I became a nurse midwife. So I have had an interesting life. The last 10 years I've started writing and you know, for those of uh, you know of your listeners who maybe have inclinations to write or maybe keep journals, I say keep it up because I didn't start until I was 60 something, and my kids were out of the house. I mean, who has time to write when you have kids? I never That's did, true. and I worked just like <laughs> like most women. I worked, and then you know, I came home and I had my family. So I would, in the middle of the night, write little sketches or little poetry things, but. I never dreamed of writing a book until I went through menopause and I couldn't sleep. 
And then I got up and started writing down the stories that the women told me about their lives. And that first book was called The Blue Cotton Gown and and, um, did very well. It was a memoir, but it reads like a novel. Um, After that, I wrote another memoir, and this one went back to the hippie days and tried to explain, you know, how a very radical person becomes kind of more middle of the road and yet still has some very... um, progressive ideas, I guess, and and it's really a book about change and about idealism and and really the story of my early life. And then Mm. I thought, oh, hmm, I'm writing too much about myself. Maybe I'll try a novel. So I've now written two novels. Uh, They're set in the 1930s, uh, so they're considered historical fiction. The first one was uh, The Midwife of Hope River, and then the second one is a sequel called The Reluctant Midwife. Both feature very strong women, uh, women who make a difference in their community. For some reason, I like to write about women who are in some way alone and how they survive. Mm. And I don't know if that's a fantasy of mine, because to be honest, I haven't really had that. I mean, I went from college yeah. to marriage to having kids, and I'm still married. But there's something about the woman facing life alone that fascinates me and the strength that she brings um, to that story. So I tend to write about that, and I think all my books are are books of hope in some ways. They, they, they have some sad things in them, too, you know, as life does. But um, I think in the end, no matter what, I always have this feeling that somehow things will get better. And um, sure. I guess I look at life like that, too, you know, despite the fact that there's so much in the news to be worried or scared about, somehow I think uh, we'll triumph. So that's a little bit mm-hmm. about me. I've been a midwife for over 35 years, seen a lot of changes, not all of them good. Um, but um, the pendulum always swings, right? It goes one way, then it comes back, and then it goes the other way. Sure. Sure. Well, one of the things that I like what you just said, um, because I'm, I am currently in a um, uncharted territory, a new, a new chapter in my life, wherein my husband passed away six months ago. So, um, and I sent my youngest child off to college last month. So I am literally all alone, um, and. So I, I'm chartering through this territory of, of unknown waters, and I'm finding myself that I am strong, that, you know, while, um, you know, I have my grieving time and I have my, my lonely time and how I miss my husband like crazy, um, I am finding myself as a strong woman, I'm taking risks that um, I probably would have never have taken. So I love that you that you write about strong women because when we're put into a situation, I believe that all of us can overcome whatever that situation is. Uh, we find our strength deep within us, and you know, and we become this powerhouse. So I I love that that you write about that. Well, and I I think you may just be a hero and in one of my books here someday because yes. that's something I haven't written about is is being alone after you've had a family, after you've had the love of your life or whatever. And that may come to many of us, right? Um, yes. Women often live longer than their mates. And um, it, you're, you're 
I like the way you say that. You're you're traveling in your little boat, charting new waters. Um, there's a line at the end of the Midwife of Hope River that says, we're all stronger than we think we are. And mm-hmm. I think that's true. You know, I mean, sometimes we face things and we go, oh, God, I don't know how I could ever live through that. But you just put one foot in front of the other one and you do, you know. That's right. And, and it's wonderful that you're feeling like, wow, there's parts of me I didn't even know were there and, and I'm doing it, you know. I'm doing something yeah. I wouldn't have thought I could do, you know. So yeah. that's really great. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you. So, um, you know, I, I again, I, I, I love the... the um, the the strong women in your book. I I love Nurse Becky, <laughs> and um and what I'd like for you to do is just share with us a little bit about Nurse Becky. Set up set up um you know the the first book and then and then um the the second book, the Reluctant Midwife, uh, for our audience, so that way they will get excited to want to go out and share um and read your book, and then um. And then after that, then we'll just uh, talk about how we can uh, inspire and empower women to um, to just really go out and and go after what what uh, what they dream about and what their purpose is. So so share with us a little bit about your book and, and set it up for for Nurse Becky. Well, the first book is set in 1929, the day Wall Street crashed, and I thought it mm-hmm. would be interesting to write about that period of time since. Most recently, we've gone through what they call the Great Recession. I thought people can relate to foreclosures, losing jobs, you know, just the the whole economic mess that our country and, in fact, the world has been in for the last few years. Um, So the first book features um, Patience Murphy, the midwife who is living under an assumed name. And people go, where did you come up with these ideas, Patsy? I don't know. They just pop into my head. So she's living under an assumed name. She's on the run. She's wanted in two states. She ends up in West Virginia um, hiding out in the mountains, and she's been involved in the unions, and I'll give you that little piece so you have an mm-hmm. idea of why she might be in trouble with the law. Um, sure. So it's her uh, her coming to grips with living rurally. She's a city girl. Um, she now it's the Great Depression. She has to make her way, and she gets a young black assistant who moves in with her, and they're quite a team. So that's the I'm not going to tell you everything about the book, but that's right, the setup. Yeah. The second right. book is set in 1935, and Becky um, Myers, who was a home health nurse. In fact, she's quite educated. She has her her uh, master's in public health, has ended up in West Virginia uh, as kind of a do-gooder. She came down here to help with uh, some of the projects that were going on during the Great Depression and um, finds herself um, rather penniless, um, uh, living with a physician who's not her lover, it's not her husband, it's not her brother, but something is very wrong with Dr. Bloom. And she shows up back to the Hope River where she had lived before and find shelter uh, in an old house that um, the first midwife, Patience, owned and mm-hmm. let her live in. Uh, Patience now is pregnant, and she is bleeding, and she has to stay in bed. So poor Becky, who really doesn't like birthing those babies, has to take over. So it's really her story, Becky's story this time, mm-hmm. of how she comes to like childbirth and likes helping women, but also gets very involved with the Civilian uh, Conservation Corps, uh, the young men that were part of the New Deal uh, and were out building uh, uh, parks and um, 
and saving uh, the land from forest fires, which is interesting because of what's happening out west with the drought and how many forest fires they're having out there. Of course, when I started this book, it was two years ago, and there were some fires, but it's nothing like what's happened this last year. So people can probably relate to that, too, if you happen to live out in that region, because that can be very, very scary. So it's sort of a love story, a strange love story, Um, and it's a story Mm -hmm. about community and people helping each other. Things, I think, that we yearn for sometimes in our busy, busy lives. so that's, does that Absolutely. give you enough idea? Yes, it does. And I think that you've you've given our audience just enough taste to um, to crave more. So, um, so divas, I certainly recommend that you um, check out um, uh, Patsy's books. They are on Amazon. If you also go to Patricia Harman, H A R M A N dot com. Uh, you can find out more about the books as well as on our website um, in the show notes. I will have all of that information in the show notes for you um, at the conclu- conclusion of today's show. So, um, Patsy, what I'd like for us to do is just share with our audience, I mean, you have absolutely had such a, a colorful life. I I, um, I I read your bio and I and I go back to, you know, your your wild days, I guess you could call it, um, of living in rural communes and and uh and so forth. I mean to me that's so exciting. Um I don't know why, but I guess maybe I'm I'm a, a, a wannabe uh you know uh flower flower child or whatever, you know, um, um, I was born in the late 60s, so I was kind of, you know, out of that, out of that, um, that time in, in our lives, but, um, you know, one of the things that, as I was going through your bio, I just, I just, um, got a sense that you absolutely have a longing for community. You have a, a longing to to help other women and to to be such a um, an incredible vessel that brings life to them. And and so that's what I that's what I gather by you anyways. And um and that's what Diva Talk Radio is all about. We're here to um encourage and empower women um to to live the life that they were created for and to change their their community and their world around them. So uh so share with us share with us just a little bit about your thoughts on that. Well, I think you hit it on the nail. Uh, you know, I do have a great love for women. It's interesting because I have a husband and three sons and no daughters, and maybe that's well, part of it. In my whole <laughs> life, my work has always been with women, and you know, I don't know about other kids, other women's young men or their children, their boy children. But my guys don't talk. They're like, you know, when they were in high school, well, how was your day? Fine. Anything happened? No. I mean, that's about it. You know, so I guess I love to talk, and I love to talk to women. And part of my job, I had a young patient today. She's 39, and um, I, I told her, you know, really what I love about my job is not the vaginas. 
I mean, right. I could take them or leave them. I mean, yeah. sometimes it's interesting. If people have complex problems and you have to try to figure out what's wrong, but really what I like is talking to women. And um, I think I, you know, I feel like in my work, you know, if I can make somebody's life just a little better or or mm-hmm. just give them a hug or tell them, you know, you're going to be okay or or just say, you look great today. I mean, that makes my day. And I have a job where I get to do that 20 times mm-hmm. a day and maybe get 20 hugs or give 20 hugs. So that's, it's just a wonderful job. I mean, I just really, really like it. And, and that's kind of what I try to do in my writing, I think, is is maybe not give people a hug. How can you do that? And, and who wants a, a book that's all sugary sweet anyway, right? I mean, we don't read to just. I mean, I actually I do read self-help books and things like that. Right. Things that do give me a pat on my back. But but I think when I read a novel or a memoir, I, I want a little challenge there. But mm-hmm. I think in the end what I want to say to people is, you know, you're wonderful and you deserve a life that is wonderful. Not to say that it's good all the time. And that's something that's been hard for me as a, chi- a flower child, really. I think I grew up in the days where I thought if we all um, – you know, did yoga and and ate right. <laughs> the world right? was perfect, <laughs> but it's really much worse. I mean, it's way complicated. And and you know, when yeah. I was doing the commune thing, we all thought you know the world was going to hell in a handbasket. We had eagles dying of DDT. We had the war in Vietnam. We had you know, mm-hmm. a couple of presidents assassinated and Martin Luther King. But now you look right. at the world and it's ever so much more worse. You know, it's just. There's just so many things we don't know what to do. I don't think anybody knows what to do with the whole mess in in the Middle East. I mean, it doesn't matter which side you're on. I don't think anyone has the answers for these things. And yet, I think we we have to go forward, and we have to go forward with love, and and keep trying. And I guess that's life too, isn't it? To go forward with love and keep trying. Um, So no matter what problems a person has, whether they're on an international scale or the environment or just our own families, um, we've got to keep going and get, keep going with love. So Absolutely. that's kind of my philosophy, and it's fun to talk about it because I don't put it in words that much. I put it in books, but I don't say it sure. right out, you know. I, yeah. I tell a story. Well, I think as women, um, you know, we, we were, our, we're nurturers. You know, and so my son, even though I try to pull as much conversation out of him as possible, I still get the, yep, fine, okay, whatever, mom, you know, (laughs) that kind of thing, you know. Um, I do have two grown daughters um, that are older than my son, and, I mean, we have great conversations, but, um, and and my son and I, we do too, but but it's very limited. Um, uh, I think he'll text me more than he'll actually talk to me on the phone. They do um, that, yeah. Yeah, but, but, you know, I think as women, we're nurturers, and so, um, so it's, a lot of times it's easier for us to show love and um and one of the things that that I intentionally do every day regardless how I feel um is I want to be a blessing to to someone I want to be a blessing to those around me so if that means that I'm in uh, the grocery store then I will make it a point to say hello to the people that I pass by in the aisle way or smile or um acknowledge them in some way because we we can go through life 
um, and not be acknowledged. And um, and and with everything that's going on around us, like you said in the news and and uh, all the all the things that are negative, if we can just share um, just a, a glimmer of light and hope to others, then I think that we we are doing our job. So, um, and it's a gift to both of us, isn't it? It I mean, is. To, like you said, to acknowledge somebody or just thank them for something small or just to say, mm-hmm. oh, what a pretty shirt you're wearing today, something yeah. like that, to recognize somebody, I mean, then you get a little light from them too, right? You they do. look at you yeah. and you look at them and you've made a connection. And um, those connections are what energizes us, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we're just about out of time. So, Patsy, share with us uh, your website. I know I shared with it a little while ago, but share with us your website and how people can connect with you. Well, there's several ways. I have a Facebook page, and you can look at me and you can talk to me. And I have my website. Uh, it's patriciaharman.com, and Harman is H-A-R-M-A-N. Um and let me just tell you this. These yes. books are great for book clubs, and I do Skype, and I can do speakerphone with your book club if you happen to feel like reading one of my books, and it's lots of fun. Oh, so that um, is those are awesome. my ways you can reach out to me, and I would uh, love to hear from people. That sounds great. Thank you so much for being on Diva Talk Radio. Let's make sure that it's not four more years before you come back. Okay. I, w- I would love to talk to you again. It's always fun. That sounds great. Well, Divas, that's the show we have for you today. I certainly recommend that you, you go out and you pick up um, Patricia's books and uh, and connect with her on Facebook as well as her website, Patricia Harman, H-A-R-M-A-N.com. And uh, all of the information will be in the show notes uh, as well as where you can uh, purchase her book on Amazon or on her website. Okay, so until next week, wear your heels and sneakers well and be abundantly blessed. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.